Welcome to the Retirement Planning Guy podcast, a show designed to help retirees and pre-retirees live an awesome retirement. Your host is Jim Martin, financial advisor and author of The Retirement Playbook. Jim discusses ideas, strategies, and techniques to help you live your ideal retirement. So sit back, turn the volume up, and enjoy the show, because we begin right now. Jim, do I need insurance? Should I have insurance in retirement? Should I cancel this insurance? I get these questions all of the time all of the time. In fact, I just got it this past weekend. One of my wife's sisters asked me a question. She said, Jim, should I get this insurance? I don't really understand it. Should it? Does it make sense for me and Steve? Is this the right kind of play for us? And I said, you know what, Sharon, that would be a great podcast episode. So make sure you listen in a couple weeks when I get to it. So Sharon, if you're listening, this is the answer to your question about life insurance. Look, life insurance is not an exciting topic. It's one of these things we don't like to think about because think what's the way life insurance really works. It's when you're dead. I mean, who wants to think about dying? But we all know that it's a critical thing that we need. But do we need it in retirement? That's the big question. Because a lot of retirees have old life insurance policies or somebody's talking to them about a life insurance policy or they're considering it or they want to protect their family or their spouse. They want to pay their houses off. There are so many reasons why people can get life insurance, that's what we're going to jump into today. Because I really think this is one of these subjects that is often maligned. We don't like to talk about it. It's kind of negative. We don't really love life insurance salesmen, but we all know that, hey, we're not going to get out of this alive. And um, because of that, we just want to make sure our families are protected, that we have a plan, that if we have life insurance, it's the right kind of life insurance and that we're not overpaying. And if we don't have life insurance, hey, do I really need it? So that's what we're talking about today. Folks, my name is Jim Martin. I'm the retirement planning guy, and this is all about life insurance today. So before we get started, some dreaded words from our attorneys. My attorneys would like you to know that this show is for informational purposes only. Look, this isn't so dreaded. This is good stuff. We're just here to educate you. Don't take action on anything we talk about on today's show without first consulting with an attorney, a CPA, or a qualified financial advisor. Remember, we take and make every effort to make sure the information that we provide is is accurate. But we don't know your situation and mistakes can happen. So before you take any action, do make sure you consult with a qualified advisor. Now, with that said, life insurance. Let's first just jump right in. Why are some of the reasons people need life insurance and what are some of the types of insurance? Because there are a lot of different types of life insurance that exist in the world. So let's start with the most basic, term insurance. Look, if you listen to Dave Ramsey or Susie Orman or Clark Howard, they, they, they love term insurance. They love it because it's cheap, because the agent that sells it doesn't get a big commission. And generally speaking, term insurance does what it's intended to do. It provides life insurance for a specific period of time. And at the end of the term, it generally will expire without option for renewal. Although some of them do have options for renewal. Term insurance is what you really, really need. If you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, or even 50s, and you have a family or debts, and you need to make sure that if you were to expire before the term expired, that your family has some coverage. 
So term insurance is what I personally own. So if you looked in my portfolio and you said, Jim, what kind of insurance do you have? I have term policies. I have I have a few of them. Um, and I got them at different points as my business grew and I made more money. I needed more coverage. And as we acquire more things in our life, I have more term insurance today than I would have had 10 years ago. But that's notwithstanding, I have term insurance. I'm a big believer in it. Now, the other type of insurance that exists is called permanent insurance. Now, under the permanent banner, there's a lot of different types of insurance that fall underneath there. There's going to be whole life and index universal life and variable life. So there's a lot of different types of insurance that fall under the permanent banner. But with the general understanding that if you have permanent insurance, permanent insurance is with you forever. Generally speaking, you're going to buy a permanent policy and you're going to have that policy until you die. Although sometimes sometimes that's not always completely accurate. Sometimes they'll run until they're 90 or 95 or, you know, 100 or 110. Remember, everything has to come to an end because this is all contracts and, you know, contract law says something has to end eventually. But with all that said, generally speaking, if you have a permanent insurance, you can reasonably expect it to last beyond your life expectancy. Now, if you live a really long life, you might actually outlive your permanent insurance, which, hey, I know that doesn't make a lot of sense. How can you outlive something that's permanent? Remember, look at your contract and that will tell you. But those are the two types of insurance. Now, what am I a fan of inside of that space? Well, it depends. But generally speaking, I'm going to be a fan of term insurance. And for a variety of reasons. And by the way, I like level term insurance. I don't like term insurance that's going to go up later. I like I like to know that my payment today uh, when I'm 45 is going to be the same as when I'm 55. So I encourage you to really take a hard look at um, level term insurance. I think that's a really, I, I, I think it's a powerful thing and I think it can make a lot of sense for you. Now, again, why do I like term insurance? I like it because it's cheap and I like it because it does what I need it to do. And remember, what do I need to do? I need it to replace income. If I were to die, so if I'm if I die today on this show, what needs to happen is my family needs to be able to continue on at some reasonable standard of living. Just because my earnings power is theoretically gone at that point doesn't mean that my wife and my kids should box everything up and move to a cabin in the middle of the woods and live off the grid because they don't have any money to pay for anything else. No, I don't want them to I don't want them to live rich necessarily. I don't want to get hey, I don't want to get knocked off here, guys. But I do want them to live well. And I I want my kids to go to college and I want to be able to provide for my wife to do the things that they want to do and raise our children the way that we we find acceptable to us. So what a term insurance does is it helps provide for income replacement, which is one of the three reasons why people have life insurance. Income replacement, like look, one of the reasons we need life insurance is if something happens, how do we replace our income, okay? So that's the first reason why you would need life insurance. The second reason, look, believe it or not, guys, there are people with massive estates out there. And it might be locked in land or businesses or or whatever, and they have they're gonna have estate taxes due. And when you die, you have to pay the estate taxes. And if your money is in illiquid assets, let's imagine a business or or land. So let's imagine you're a farmer in Illinois 
and you've got 3,000 acres and they value the 3,000 acres as some multiple, and let's imagine that land is valued at $5 million plus everything else you have, you might be over the estate tax exclusion and you're going to have to pay for all of that. So the government, by the way, another word for estate tax is the death tax. And um, I'll tell you a story about that in a second. But ultimately, one of the reasons we have life insurance is because when you die, you have to have to pay the government if you have estate taxes. And right now, again, don't quote me on this number, but I believe it's at 11 million, but it's been as low, much lower than that at certain points in our in our lives. So I can imagine seeing that tax number fluctuate over our lifetime. It could go down. It certainly could go up. And if it goes down, it's going to capture a lot more people. $11 million doesn't capture too many people. But boy, oh boy, if it's a million dollars, we're talking about the entire Northeast uh, is is captured up in that and a ton of other people. So understand that estate taxes, a life insurance can be a really nice way because what happens is, is you you pass away and then the life insurance pays out a big lump sum and you take that lump sum and you pay your tax bill. I mean, nobody wants to pay taxes, right? But let's be honest, the people who inherited the money, they, they probably didn't do a whole lot for it. So, I mean, they're your kids, you love them and uh, you've raised them right and done all kinds of great things, but generally speaking, if it's your if it's your estate, you earned it, worked hard for it. So this the, this insurance would pay for the estate taxes. Now, interesting story around estate taxes because you're going to hear this as we come into an election season thrown out in a little bit. There's two ways people frame as what an estate tax is: either a death tax or a estate tax. And there's a guy by the name of Frank Luntz. He's a um, he's a pollster. And what Frank does is he goes out and he gets groups of people, focus groups, and he he tracks their responses to certain words. So then people know, politicians know how to message things. So when you call the estate tax a death tax, like 70% of the people, again, I don't know the stat, but this overwhelming majority of people hate the idea of paying a tax at death. It's just completely terrible to them. So you'll find the political party that dislikes the estate tax will call it the death tax. Okay. So because they frame it in such a way to say that's a really bad idea. By the way, I'm certainly not a fan of the death tax um, or the estate tax. Um, I, uh, I have a real problem with uh, with having to be taxed twice on things, and generally speaking, we're, we're taxed twice. I don't like capital gains. Capital gains are normal kind of thing. They're, they are what they are. But estate taxes, eh, I'm not so sure about those. And then he goes out and he frames it estate tax. Well, when Frank went out and asked the, the focus group estate tax, people, the majority said, oh, I'm in favor of estate tax because only rich people have estates. So it's all about framing this argument. So just understand when you hear those two words kind of thrown around, know that they're the same thing. So if you hear in the upcoming debates and everything else that we're going to see on this political season, if you hear the word death tax, know that, hey, the reason it's called death tax is because people really dislike it. The reason The other side will call it an estate tax is because only rich people have estates and we don't like rich people. So understand that when you hear these words, they're there. But one of the other reasons, again, is to pay for those taxes because they're going to be there. And let's be honest, guys. We have so much debt in this country. We have like... I, I can't even count it. I mean, like twenty-seven or twenty-eight trillion dollars. Can you even imagine what that number is? I, I I don't even know how to quantify how big that number is. Do you really think taxes are going down? I mean, seriously, do you really think uh, taxes are going to go down in the next ten years? All right, like if you do, then God bless you. Uh, you know, maybe you're right. I have no idea, but. 
I just don't think they're going to go down. I just can't imagine a scenario where you see lower taxes. I'm not saying it's not going to happen. I'm just saying I can't imagine it. Because of that, that's why life insurance can be pretty powerful there. The other part is estate planning. So when we sit down with our clients, uh, we do go through this process we call our financial freedom roadmap process. It's a pretty cool process. And one of the questions that's on there is, hey, is, is what, what do you want to happen with your money when, you, when you're gone? And I think all of us have to think about this. Like none of us are getting out of this alive. So we really have to think about where do we want our money to go and what do we want it to do? And do you want to leave a legacy or, or are you the person that just wants to, to leave whatever's left? Or on the other end is, you know, when you write your last check, do you hope it bounces to the funeral home? You know, and that's a pretty wide range. There's there's people out there that don't want to leave one red cent to anybody. And hey, it's your money. You do whatever you want with it. Who who are we to judge? And then there's the other people that say, look, I love my kids and I've sacrificed and I did great things for them. But you know what? If they don't get anything, they got college and my support. And heck, I can't even get the one out of the basement at this point. Uh, so I don't really care what's left for them. But I want hopefully there's something. And then there's somebody who says, look. I just want to leave something. I want to leave a tangible, quantifiable dollar amount to my kids. Okay, if that's you, life insurance can actually be pretty cool. You can go out and pick a death benefit. So the way life insurance works is like when you get a, what they call it is a, let's call it a $100,000, that's called a death benefit. And if it's a permanent insurance policy, you would not do this with term. Like you're not doing estate planning or tax planning with term insurance. But if you wanted to leave a specific amount of money to your children, to a charity, to anything like that, life insurance can be pretty good for it. Are there better investments? Sure. But there's nothing that guarantees it like life insurance. Obviously, the claims for insurance are guaranteed by the insurance company. So, you know, make sure you choose a good insurance company. But generally speaking, insurance companies have proven to be pretty uh, pretty pretty safe, not all of them. So you, you just need to make sure you do your due diligence. But if you want to leave a specific dollar amount to your children, to a church, to a charity, to your to your dog, uh, to whoever, life insurance could be a good way to do that. And all you do is name your kids as a beneficiary or your church or your charity, and it passes to them tax-free. Uh, you, your your life insurance proceeds, when they come out, are actually tax-free. So it's it's a pretty neat thing. Again, there's there's some other rules around it. You need to be careful that you're not over the estate minimums with that. But, you know, I've got some family members who said, hey, I want to leave a specific dollar amount to a um, to to my kids. And how do I do that? And I asked them, you know, there's a couple ways we can do that. You can do whatever the whatever's left scenario where you're just going to plan everything and whatever's left is going to go out. Or you could also take a hard look at not just the whatever's left, but you could purchase a, a, a permanent life insurance policy where, you know, 100% it's there as long as you make the premiums. And, and, you know, that's a good way to do it for somebody like that. Now, who doesn't need life insurance? Well, look, there does come a point, guys, where you become self-insured. Like, you know, like at some point when you get to retirement, eventually you have enough assets and you have enough income to offset the need for life insurance. So not everybody needs life insurance. So when you ask the question, hey, do I need life insurance? Is life insurance important? Should I have life insurance? It really comes into this question of are you self-insured or not? So here's how we kind of take a look at it. Look, if you have a lot of debt 
in retirement and you're married, you definitely want life insurance. Like we've got to figure out a way to pay the debt off if you were to die. It's not like your surviving spouse who loses one social security um, is all of a sudden going to be able to carry the same debt load. I mean, maybe they can, maybe they have big pensions and they have enough assets to do it. Maybe you're just carrying debt because you like writing a check to chase mortgage once a month. But for everybody else, generally speaking, they have debt because they have to. So life insurance could be a pretty good way. I don't dislike it. I don't think it's a bad idea, but I, I think it can be a good way to do that. Um, the other the other folks out there, as you go through, you figure out if you have debt, then you got to figure out if you have assets. A lot of times I'll meet people and they say, well, I just need a burial policy. Okay, well, let's talk about what that means. I don't think, and they're, they're also called final expense policies. I don't think they're a bad idea, but you don't need a final expense policy if you have a lot of money. So if you've done well and you've saved money along the way, you don't need a life insurance policy for $10,000. Let, let's put this into context. If you're worth $750,000, you don't need a $10,000 final expense policy. You want to know why? Because when you're dead, there's $750,000 to do that. That life insurance policy makes you feel good in the moment, but mathematically, probably not the right idea. So do you need life insurance in retirement? For those two reasons, plus if you have a tax issue or you have an estate plan in need. Look, if you have no money at all, you've never saved a dime, you don't want to be a burden to your kids, go get yourself a final expense policy. You'll get postcards in the mail, you'll see them on TV, knock yourself out. I don't love them, I think they're terrible investments, but I get it. Like, like fundamentally, I get like your need and somebody's need to protect their family. Like that comes from a place of love, and that's a good thing, right? Like we 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 should recognize that and and, and say good job. I think that's awesome. Again, the other ways, if you have a charitable goal in mind to your kids or to the church or to your dog, hey, it could work. If you have estate planning issues. And then finally, if you're not self-insured because you have so much debt. Again, I would question why you're retired with so much debt. That's a whole other conversation. Everybody else, though, if you've got enough money and you don't have a lot of debt, what do you what do you need life insurance for? Now, that doesn't mean what you have is bad. I mean, I... Look, I've met people that have good life insurance policies, and when we do a review, they look pretty good. That's something we do uh, for our clients all the time, our life insurance policies. So if you're working with an advisor, yeah, have them take a look at it. One of the cool things you can do is you can actually call the insurance company if you have an older insurance policy, and you can request this document. It's called an in-force illustration, and it will give you all the nuts and bolts of your policy. It'll tell you what the future projected cash value will be. And oftentimes you're gonna take a look at that enforce illustration and realize that maybe that life insurance is gonna run out of cash value and you might wanna take some action. Or you'll look at it and say, wow, this thing is awesome, I wanna keep it. I don't know how it's gonna fall for you. Generally speaking, um, a qualified life insurance agent or financial advisor can help you navigate that. Remember, these are a bit complex. Like if you've got some questions on life insurance and how it should integrate into your plan, and if you have an older policy you're just like you're a little nervous about, and you're not sure what it is, on our website, which is retirementplanningguy.com, you can go to the Ask Jim button. So just go on there and hit Ask Jim, and you can ask me about it. We're happy to have one of our team members or myself get some information back to you because you shouldn't have a policy that isn't going to serve you as well as it should. So look, those are the reasons why you need insurance. Let me just run through them really fast. The two types of insurance, you have term insurance and permanent insurance. Again, under the permanent banner, you're going to have universal life, index universal life, 
whole life and variable universal life. I'll save my opinions for those. That's not what this show is about. You know, I, I don't love all of those, but some of them do work. Um, there's three primary reasons why you would hold insurance. You know, income replacement, taxes, maybe you have a big tax burden because you have a big estate or estate planning needs. The the fourth and probably the least, the least, I don't know the right word for it, but the one I see most, most, most infrequently is final expenses. Again, but you know, I'm a financial advisor and I'm working with people that have, have saved money. So if you haven't saved any money for retirement and you're in this position where you, you, you just don't want to be burdening your kids, those can work. But when you're weighing all of these insurance policies, just make sure they work for you. That's what the key is, guys. It's just making sure they work for you. And if somebody comes and pitches you insurance, this is the final thing. If if some some advisor comes and pitches you some fancy life insurance that has these really grandiose projections, you know, you've heard this your whole life. If it sounds too good to be true, guess what? It probably is. So just understand that life insurance is really complex. We'll do future shows on this, but I just wanted to get this out because we just got this question from Sharon. Sharon, I hope your flight back to Kentucky was awesome. It was good to see you. And I hope this answers some questions for you and Steve. Folks, this is the uh, Retirement Planning Guy. My name is Jim Martin. We'll be back next week. Thanks so much for listening to the show. We appreciate you joining us today for this episode of the Retirement Planning Guy podcast. Be sure to visit retirementplanningguy.com to access additional information, including our free retirement planning kit to help you live an awesome retirement. Take the first step to living the life you've always imagined with the Retirement Planning Guy. Opinions voiced in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives. Information provided is not intended as tax or legal advice. You are encouraged to seek tax or legal advice from an independent professional. We are not affiliated with Social Security or any governmental agency. New River Financial Group LLC is a registered investment advisor offering advisory services in the state of Virginia and other jurisdictions where exempted. New River Financial Group LLC doing business as Martin Wealth Solutions. Investing involves risk, including the loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining value.